Well, welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, and we're coming to you live from bbsradio.com, Station 2. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'm your co-host, you might say, for the evening with Ram and Tara. And so they are here, our Faction 3 White Knights, Ram, Arjuna, and Tara Green. And we'll also have with us uh, energy healer Randy Miller and our friend, energy healer, bioenergetics expert, Vinayak, and on the panel, our friend, Penny. So, okay, wonderful. Uh, This is going to be a discussion show, and there's a lot going on in the world. So we'll get an update from Rama and Tara about what Rama has been hearing from his contacts, as well as energy updates from everyone. Very intense energies at the moment. And um, it's a very interactive show, as you probably all know. Please do call in if you have a comment or question for any of us co-hosts. Doesn't have to be directly about what we're discussing in the moment. So if you've got a question about Nasara, disclosure about the ET presence, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You can call in to Station 2 at 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. 5471. Or you can call 323 744 4841. And again, that's 323 744 4841. So let's start off with a short meditation. If you just want to sit or lie quietly in a way that your spine is straight, if you're sitting, try to have your feet flat on the floor. Sometimes it helps to just sort of close our eyes if you want to put your hand in your heart to center yourself in the heart space. And you want to just breathe in slowly through the nose with mouth closed. Breathing in deeply and slowly. And when you're ready, you're going to just release through the open mouth. And continue that for a bit yet. Breathing in deeply and slowly through the nose with mouth closed and breathing out with a ha sound through the open mouth. And that signals the brain that you're moving deeper into the body, into the spirit, into the heart space. Wonderful. So just keep doing that for a moment. And while you're doing that, we're going to bring in a lot of light pouring down through the crown chakra of everyone listening live or on replay. It's all happening out of time. You don't have to worry about missing anything on this show. Ton of light, sort of like a whole pillar or a stream of light pouring down through your body, all the space around you, filling your aura, and then the space beyond that, which is your radiance. And it's filling your home, the neighborhood you live in. Just watch that pillar of light spread further and further out till it takes in your whole town. And then your whole state or province or region. Your whole country or continent. And then it's going to just spread out 
throughout the entire world. And if you want to image a transmuting flame, the beautiful violet transmuting flame of Saint Germain, that doesn't burn, it doesn't injure, it transmutes. So it's lifting everything in your body, your mind, your spirit, your emotions, and in the whole world to a higher vibration. So that whatever's there, that's a little bit on the lower vibration, maybe you've been feeling ill or exhausted, or maybe a bit disappointed or depressed by life. That's okay, that can happen. These are intense times. All of that is getting transmuted. It's not that you're losing anything, it's that you're watching it being rebirthed to a higher level. So call in that violet flame and call light to you. It is a sentient presence. And see yourself going up that beautiful column of divine light. Could be gold or silver, could be both, could be brilliant white, could be a blue ray, a rose ray. Pick whatever feels right to you at the moment. And you're flowing up that beautiful pillar of light until you come to a place in the higher realms which looks like a beautiful meadow soft grasses, flowers here and there. You hear the birds tweeting in the distance and the trees. You might hear the ocean. You might hear the ocean waves. Or you might see mountains in the distance. And this is a stunningly beautiful place, and part of you remembers it. Remembers it as being your home. And you're walking on that beautiful grassy meadow now. You're walking through the grass. And you see a group of beautiful, loving, light-filled beings. They have been waiting for you. You hug each one. You are thrilled to see them. And these are your beautiful angelic guardians, your spirit guide or guides, plural. And, of course, your higher self. And just sit down in a circle right now with this this beautiful group of your spirit team. They're constantly with you. They flow their love to you, their wisdom at every moment. When you hear or feel an inner nudge and take that bit of advice follow that idea, you realize, yeah, this was the the wiser way, and that came from this beautiful group. And so right now, your lovely spirit team have something to offer you, an energetic download of some sort, a gift of some sort, might be encouragement. It might be a special form of light. It's going to speak to every cell in your body and assist you in healing and looking up a bit. It might be um, a form of a vibrational tone that your soul recognizes, and it brings more of your particular soul signature into your earth life. So just receive for a moment. Just want, want to sit with palms facing up and say to your beautiful helpers and guides, I'm ready to receive whatever energetic assistance, whatever form of higher light you would like to send me now. And I also request and require from you 
a higher form of wisdom so that you help me come out of judgment from anything in my life that has been difficult or feels difficult now or I'm afraid will be very difficult. Help me to stop calling things really okay or really awful and not okay, however you might phrase it. And you want to call all of it good, you know, preferably. (laughs) You want to call it, as Eckhart Tolle says, the good that has no opposite, meaning you're in divine neutrality, but you're also realizing every single speck of my life is flowing into higher light. So just open up to receive now that beautiful wisdom, that beautiful healing. And it's flowing to you. It's flowing into the heart space. And it's flowing in like a swirl of divine light. Maybe it rushes toward you like an ocean wave. It flows into the high heart and then it spreads throughout your whole being. Perhaps the crown chakra of your head feels as if someone were very, very, very softly touching it. That can happen. You might feel movement inside the head somewhere as if the third eye is being opened or the heart space. Just continue to allow this beautiful transmission of love, encouragement, higher wisdom. You know, you were there when Atlantis and Lemuria and other very advanced civilizations were still operational, still fully there on the earth, had not yet sunk beneath the sea. You were absolutely there. You lived beautiful, astoundingly brilliant lives in these advanced civilizations. And you've probably been traveling the timeline and finishing old unfinished chapters, visiting friends in inner earth in your sleep state. And what's going on in these moments where you're being transmitted this beautiful higher light, higher energies, higher wisdom, is that you're beginning to remember and increasingly associate and connect with those memories. And those aspects of your own inner learning, which feel very sacred, but they're also just you. You know, that beautiful being of light you dream of sometimes, that is you. Yeah, absolutely. So stay in this beautiful meeting place for as long as you wish. When you're ready, you're going to thank these dear ones who aren't up where you can't reach them. They're constantly with you. Say to them, I give you permission to read my mind so you know always when I need your assistance, just in case that needs to be clarified. 
I give you permission to step in and infuse my thoughts with your wisdom. If I don't hear you on one level, please present yourself on another. Give me an outer indication, a gentle one. And assist me in having the courage to follow these beautiful nudges that you flow to me each day. Because sometimes, you know, friends, they don't feel very logical. It's later that we say, okay, yes, that was absolutely the thing to do. I didn't understand why at the time I got that nudge, but now I get it. Just for fun, take that leap and trust these beautiful higher impulses as they come to you. Wonderful. So as you're ready, come back down into your body fully, back down into the room, stretch arms and legs, sort of flex your hands, fingers a bit. Fully in, call all yourself back in. You do a lot of travel etherically. So every morning, say your name and say, get back in here right now. I know you've been out and about in the world. Been out and about in the cosmos. Come back in right now, all of me. Beautiful. Really wonderful. So I'm going to be co hosting with our friends Rama and Tara, and um, we'll go around, I guess, and get energy updates from everyone. I just want to read before I forget our lovely quote that our dear sister. Uh, Angel Sue, who made her transition um, last year, I believe it was, she would read from the law of one. And that is, we are all one. And where one is helped, all are helped. Therefore, in the name of who I am, and I am one with all there is, I ask that only that which is for the higher good of all happen now and always. I give thanks. It is done, so mote it be. Wonderful. So we give this lovely evening over to our higher selves and to the higher realms that divine will be expressed through us. And um, let's see. Randy, are you with us? Would you like to give us uh, your take on these energies or if you've got any good word to pass on from the cash people? This would be wonderful. And we'll pass the talking stick to you. I'll take that talking stick, Caroline. Greetings, everyone. We were at a precipice. The human race is at a real decision point. We have to decide what we're really doing with our life. Are we going to sit down and watch TV and do nothing? Or are we going to stand up for our rights as human beings? The last time I looked, the earth was only inhabited by animals and humans. And humans are one race. Doesn't matter the color of the skin, the country you live in, the part of the earth you live in. You are part of the human race. Right now, there are some usurpers that think they can control us. That's only 1%. We are the 99%. We have the power. The power to realize that in and when we stand up as one race, it's not about defeating the enemy. 
yourself is your own enemy when you wake up in a grumpy mood in the morning. So what are you going to do? Fight with a guy in the mirror? No. There's only one vibration that really counts, and that's love. But if you're going to go down protesting and get into an argument and fight and scream and yell, you're not promoting love. And this is what they want you to do. This is how they get the divide and conquer. And they're pushing that program more and more and more. So stand your ground. Defend your rights as a human being to believe in yourself and the fact that you are a creator God. We're all creator gods on this planet. The old books, I made you in my image. The rest of it, forget it. Image means God decided, hmm, let's have a place called Earth where the spiritual beings could come down and have a physical experience and learn about something called emotion. That's energy in motion. And interact with other beings that are doing the same. Unfortunately, we kind of got off the wagon a little bit a few thousand years ago, and we let some usurpers in, and they're done. Their time is finished. They're doing everything they can. They're throwing this, they're throwing that. We must stand our ground and stand up for what is right. And what is right is the preservation of life. What is the core program of man and woman? The core program of man and woman is to procreate children and to raise those children in love. And those children go and raise more children. Except the fact that we have something on this planet called religion that doesn't really promote love. They have agendas. If all the religious leaders could get off the money bandwagon and go on to the thing that unites them all together, and that is the belief in a higher power, and it doesn't matter what you call it. The belief is there. So the joining of all religions could happen if we set aside our differences and realize and respect. It doesn't matter what you call your God. Creator, George, Henry, Sam, Charlie, Hilda, doesn't matter. As long as you have the belief in the same thing. That's what should unite us together. Not all this other political stuff. And this is what's happened with what we call government and government systems. They've brought religion into the play, which is totally, absolutely against universal law. Universal law, when you step outside 80 kilometers of the human, of the atmosphere of the planet, there is no religion. There is no government. There is no banks. There's only love. That's it. And you're not recognized by the race, the color, the creed, or anything. You're recognized by the love energy that you project into the universe. So right now, what the universe is doing, it's giving every single bit of energy it can back to us to realize we're the power as a human race. 
No one's going to save us but ourselves. Because let's look at tomorrow night, Friday, November 19th, 2021. We have a blood moon. We have the century's largest, longest eclipse. We have the Lenoids meteor shower. The largest blood moon of the century aligns with the Lenin's meteor shower. Are you looking for a clear sign? Well, that's it. Right in the sky, right in front of your eyes, if you open your eyes to see. Why do they call it the third eye? That's the eye of the soul. Start seeing with your soul more than your physical body, because it's the soul that inhabits this physical body. If you put your soul in charge and listen to your soul, we can move mountains. And we can clean everything up in a very short period of time. But let your heart and soul reign, not your emotional body that a lot of them are stuck in flight or fight. We have to get aside from that and come back from the calm side of things. Because when I did all my teachings when I lived in Asia, the one thing they taught, the 3C rule. If you cannot get past the 3C rule, there's no use advancing anymore. Calm, cool, and collective, no matter what you are facing. Then, the walking meditation. When you meditate, you get into that circle of support of pure love and pure energy. And you do that with your eyes open. And when you do that with your physical eyes open, then you progress to having your third eye open. So now we have a marriage of the physical eyes and the eye of the soul. So no matter where you walk, we're walking in also neutrality so that you can see what needs to be done to help the others who need the help. I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Randy. Beautiful insights. Absolutely beautiful. And um, I love the idea of calling creator different interesting names. I think people probably done that in an angry moment, but we can do it in a fun moment as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, beautiful points. So um, I don't know, Micah, have you got an update? It's okay if you don't, but if you wanted to uh, add anything, if there's anything going on with cash, et cetera, it's up to you. Um, just let me know. Yeah. Greetings, oh. Caroline. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm actually not too much of a report tonight. There's a massive snowstorm today. Um, no. All kinds of crazy weather happening, but I'll, I'll, I'll pass the talking stick back to you. Thank you for thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Let's remember our friends in British Columbia and elsewhere in Canada because the weather has become so severe and extreme and it looks to many people to be manipulated, which would not surprise too many people who listen to this show and keep up with Ramantar's reports. Um, and it's, um, it's an extreme situation. Um, Vancouver's kind of cut off from the rest of British Columbia and um, there's just uh, huge, you know, astounding floodwaters and uh, we're sending light to everyone 
who will be dealing with the snowstorm that Micah just spoke of as well. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know if Penny has anything she wants to add. Penny, if you, um, if you want to add anything about where you are in Alberta, you know, we just send light to the whole, the whole situation. And uh, yeah, I, uh, as far as the collective go, we'll leave, of course, the mic is always open. If uh, our friend Vinayak would like to give an update as well, his voice is a bit rough. So we'll leave that up to you, Vinayak. If I see you on mute, uh, I'll know that you are ready to speak up. <laughs> We're very glad he's here with us at any rate. Um, and these energies I'm finding to be astoundingly powerful. I have trouble sleeping for four or five nights coming up to a full moon routinely, but this is crazy even for that. And they've got the lunar eclipse as well. Um, so much going on astrologically. It's hard to keep track of it all. And um, I feel like we are so much under the, a sort of, the sort of light that no one can escape. It's like a searchlight. And that's probably what this planet has needed. It's just a little intense for individual human beings to go through. We're getting more sensitive and more aware and more conscious of energy shifts, fluctuations in the energy realm of this earth. And so maybe in times past, we were, we were in a buffer zone because we were dulled to what was going on. We were trained, programmed to be dulled to energetic shifts. And yet we did experience them. We just didn't put a label on them. And now we just can't hide from that anymore. We are out in the middle of this brilliant beam and everything in our lives is going to get lit up. So anything not of the light is going to come to the surface. And all I can say is integrate it with love. Just as you, if some very dark being who's wreaked havoc on the earth were to come to you and say, okay, I made a mistake. I'm ready to come into the light. You would welcome them with open arms. I'm sure each of us would do that. We wouldn't say, forget it, pal, you blew your chance. We would say the door has always been open and it still is. And we are going to have to welcome every aspect of our spirit and psyche that has had anything to do with the shadow realm, anything to do with um, lower intentions of any kind. And we've all dealt in that. We've all felt depressed or desired revenge or fallen into um, some form of egocentric thinking or survival thinking, what we're in right now. You see people sometimes exhibiting their lower aspect because they're afraid. And you and I are going to have to come out of personality, out of the false self, the ego mind, and just don't go into judgment and um, just accept people behave strangely when they're terrified. Uh, but you and I don't have to succumb to that terror, not at all. So what I feel that the collective are assisting us with is um, allowing every aspect of our spirit and psyche, every aspect of our thought and personality to step into the light and for us to not judge, as I'm saying before, and to accept this, this too is me. Yeah, these lifetimes where I was exploitative or even violent, that is part of the experience I came in for. I'm not going to label things good or bad anymore. I'm going to move into this beautiful neutral place of non-judgment. And I'm going to say it was all a range of experience. And I'm going to send light to anyone I've ever harmed. 
and I accept light from their higher self if they've harmed me, but I'm not going to um, side with um, those who I feel are living in a sort of um, sanctimonious sort of, well, why, why don't they just round up these creeps and put them in a cannon and shoot them out into outer space? And we've all had those moments when we look at what the old power crowd have done. But it's time to come out of that, dear ones. This is one fabric we're in. This is one cosmos interconnected, all life interconnected. So wonderful. So we'll go to um, an energy update from Ramantara, if that's okay with you guys, Ramantara. And um, from there, if you want to share what Rama's people have said, uh, after you give the update, that would be wonderful. If you have any updates to give us, and we want to just presage this as well by saying that um, two huge contributors to Ramantara's finances, as you know, Ram is not allowed to work. Uh, they're not allowed to be in the system in the traditional way. They're, Rama's boss, King of Swords, has made that clear. Two of the bigger donors have pulled out. So if you can, any anyone can make even a $10, $12, donation, monthly donation to Ramantara. They greatly appreciate all of your support. It will come back to you magnified. You can't give anything without, in a sense, giving to yourself. And when we do that, we're, we're opened up. I've decided to start making a monthly donation instead of the sporadic ones. So I hope everyone will consider that and consider as well that these updates they give are always at rainbowroundtable.net. You just go to the news update page. So Ramantara, I'll pass that talking stick to you. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. And um, there's quite a few of us that have been listening. And uh, uh, as Caroline was saying, that um, uh, more of us uh, can uh, at, can send, you know, whatever they can. Um, uh, we can fill in the gap of the big donors uh, and and take this journey all the way home. Nasara, it's coming along, and I'll just say that the uh, the powerful movements behind the scenes. And I'm going to pass this talking stick to you about that, Rama, because today you had quite a mess. recording in progress. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Hello. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Rama. Okay. Uh, the computer said recording in progress. I don't know. If I'm you're... sorry. I'm sorry. I should have hit the button sooner. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rama. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could just say that, like, both you and Randy have been talking about the energies or, um, I, they are magnificent, and at the same time, for some, they are terrifying because with this Taurus full moon, the sun sign Scorpio, all kinds of secrets and stuff is getting revealed, and for 13,000 years now, or even before that, We've been playing around with this idea about 
skin color and who's better and who isn't. And in the last couple of days, Representative AOC laid it out in lavender about what um, Paul Gosar. Paul Gosar put out in a video and what it comes to the crux of the matter is we are one race the human race humanoid whatever the word is and throughout this solar system and this galaxy and this local universe there are so many of us that are part of the human race Human, the colors, all the colors of the rainbow. There's this prophecy of the Native Americans speak of the rainbow nation, the rainbow tribe. And Generation Z right now are manifesting that as there are so many kids coming forward that whether they they I'm just seeing the energies in a sense they respond to energies and the colors of the rainbow represent the different rays of energy that are pouring in from our sun and right now we're getting a huge lesson vibrationally and cosmically as well as physically as our sun has changed to a white dwarf on its way to its extinction but that's millions billions of years down the road um the point right now is that our cells every part of this i am is shifting to a higher realm Generation Z are seeing this and they don't have any bones about saying, I see your friends around you that other folks can't see. Mm-hmm. Every day I talk to all the different beings in the different realms that are part of this gigantic story. And the issue about letting go of racism or one color is better than another or one uh, one's idea about their creator's source imagery or whatever that they may have integrated in this lifetime. Bear this in mind. There are so many galactic beings out there that are part of this cosmic story. And when the war in heaven happened, something happened, and many of the Elohai fell to Elohim. They don't talk about this much. J.J. Hurtak kind of talks about it, and William Henry and others, those Elohim eventually became the Anunnaki. And there's a part of this that is tied in with the fire element, the jinn. And 
these, tell us about that. The jinn are elemental beings that go all the way up to angels and archangels, and they represent fire and all its elements. They work with goddess Pele and Durga and Kali. And they represent that primordial mother energy, the first chakra of fire. And today... Um, Kundalini rising, huh? Yeah, Mr. X, uh, to lead to right here, right now. I received a text message from Mr. X today at 11.45 a.m. this morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is biased and is secretly tied in with Sen- Senator Chuck Grassley. Ah. The judge and Senator Grassley have been secretly investing in stock options with insider tips. This is illegal, yet our Congress folks do They all it. do it. Meanwhile, regarding Kyle Rittenhouse, he has been being groomed by the deep state and other white supremacist groups, including the Elk Keepers, the Three Percenters, the Proud Boys, along with the other neo-Nazi groups in America to incite a civil war. He is one among many, you might say, what he did in Kenosha, Wisconsin, by killing two and blowing up the biceps of the third man, he was practicing. Kyle knows what he Kyle knows he has to judge and Senator Grassley in his corner, his pocket. I am here to let you know, Lord Rama, this is Mr. Act speaking. I represent the Jim. And mothers, Peshat warriors. And what he means by that is that he's had experiences with the jinn. I am Barry Brown, and I rep- also represent my people from Jordan. We are all indigenous people on Mother Gaia, and we are also all galactic beings doing. Two things at once and nothing at all. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Our galactic brothers and sisters from the stars are very nearby. Don't worry, be happy. Satnam Namaste, blaze the bio fire. I passed the tucky. Oh, now you're going to do the rest. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to Friday. But Caroline or or Randy, or Micah, or uh, Penny. If you want to say something, just speak up. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. Uh, carry on, uh, Rama, if you would, and we'll ask questions at the end. Thank uh, you so much. Okay. Um, this is from Sunday that we read on Cheryl Croce's Ascension Meditation Call. This is from Dr. Greer. Implications of disclosure for the environment, world peace, poverty, and the human future. This is from Dr. Greer's paper, The what I just read. We have identified insiders and scientists 
who can prove in open congressional hearings that we do in fact possess classified energy generation and anti-gravity propulsion systems capable completely and permanently replacing all forms currently used energy generation and transportation system. These devices access the ambient electromagnetic and so-called zero-point energy state to produce vast amounts of energy without any any pollution. Such systems essentially generate energy by tapping into the ever-present quantum vacuum energy state the baseline energy form from which all energy and matter is fluxing. This is what I call the great silence, the one hand clapping. When you go into deep delta theta meditation, you can hear that. And sometimes it sounds like the ocean. It is that loud. Mm -hmm. All matter and energy is supported by this baseline energy state, and it could be tapped through unique electromagnetic circuits and configurations to generate huge amounts of energy from space-time all around us. These are not perpetual motion machines nor do they violate the laws of thermodynamics. They merely tap an ambient energy field all around us to generate energy. I call it the force. This means that such systems do not require fuel to burn or atoms to split or fuse. They do not require central power plants, transmission lines, and the related multi-trillion dollar infrastructure required to electrify and power remote areas of India. And we don't need to boil water with nukes. (laughs) China, Africa, and Latin America. These systems are... With nuclear energy. That's right. Not nukes, but nuclear energy, yeah. These systems are site-specific. They can be set up at any place and generate needed energy. Essentially, this constitutes the definitive solution to the vast majority of environmental problems facing our world. And this is Sunday, the Dalai Lama. Materialistic values cannot give us peace of mind. So we really need to focus on our inner values, our true humanity. Only this way can we have peace of mind and more peace in our world. This is Sunday. I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat at 12.10 p.m. 
early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Brahma, the solar flares and the energies are very intense right now. Meanwhile, Ukraine is threatening Russia at the moment. This has to do with the propaganda from the West, including and especially NATO. In the last couple of days, Russia flew two nuclear-capable planes over the Donbass area in the Ukraine at the border with Russia. This is a futile attempt to stir the pot. This is Russia reacting to provocations coming from the West. As Tara said, no nukes, blaze the violet fire, Satnam, namaste. This is Monday, the Dalai Lama, 11.15. Anger and aggression sometimes seem to be protective because they bring energy to bear on a particular situation. But what needs to be acknowledged is that that energy is blind. It takes a calm mind to be able to consider things from different angles and points of view. This is Monday. I received a call at 12.05 p.m. from the King of Swords. He said to me, Lord Rama, we are already seeing disclosure as it happens. The galactics are here, invite them in. The dark side is playing out their passion play in the matrix, yet they are as naked as jaybirds. The world is seeing all their wealth, yet they have nothing to stop climate disruption. And it goes back to Dr. Greer's message And also what I am saying that I know when you talk to the elements, earth, air, fire, water, ether, they will respond. And as you are coming from a place of intense anger or emotions that are of the lower chakras, they're not going to comply with the energies and right now we are seeing the result of what's going on the climate disruption has to do with how the different elements can feel how we're not happy with each other and when we make racial slurs against each other or find fault with each other because we're different or we have different God. Guru Nanak, we were talking about him, yeah, weren't we? Uh, that's coming up. Oh, okay. Uh, the world is seeing all their wealth, yet they have nothing to stop climate disruption. Mother Gaia is letting them know that time is very short. This is real. Florida is sinking. Manhattan is sinking. Mm -hmm. Think about it. The great convergence is upon us. All the angels, masters, and teachers are with us. The singularity is happening with our sun. 
And that's when the sun sends out a beam of light. Anytime now, there will be a beam of light, which is the white fire core being. This light will travel across the galaxy to galactic center, and everything will be lifted up with the higher vibrations. And everyone on Mother Gaia will see and feel this amazing light show in our skies. At this point, I said to the King of Swords, we require some assistance to pay our bills this week in a timely manner. I am asking from it some advice from you. The King of Swords answered my inquiry in this way. Lord Rama, let the people know in loving presence that we are requiring extra assistance to meet our obligations for this week in order to keep our necessary services going without interruptions. The King of Swords continued, we are at a breaking breakthrough moment. This full moon, lunar eclipse in Taurus, ruled by Venus, coming up this Friday, November 19th, 2021. It is changing this realm and many other realms forever towards the good. Expect us. We are nearby. Place the violet fire. Satnam Namaste. And this is Tuesday. I received the call at 11 a.m. from Sweet Angelique the Cat today. Also on the line were Tom, Larry Curly Moe, and Rosa from Palestine. A crowd, in other words, they all said to me, we are at Hathor's temple in Egypt. Mm -hmm. We are calling in the energies for this full moon and lunar eclipse in Taurus, fully arriving on Friday, November 19th at 9.33 a.m. Eastern Time. The energies are continuing to move up into higher consciousness exponentially. And a series of rolling solar flares will create ongoing huge aurora borealises, plural, in the next few days. And this is going on. Meanwhile, Steve Bannon was offered a deal he couldn't refuse. This is Tuesday. Sometime as he was in FBI custody, Bannon had a private meeting with them. And they offered him $2 trillion as he would turn over state's evidence against the Trump and his entire crime family. Sweet Angelique continued, I don't know whether Bannon took up the deal or not, yet it is certain he was between a rock and a very hard place. And when you're dealing with these Criminal organizations on the planet who want power, they play like this. And I I don't even know how to talk about how the FBI can just pull two trillion out of thin air. (laughs) Well, we're $27 trillion in debt that just throw a few extra in there. Right. Good measure or. This full moon. Play the hedge fund market like Grassley's been doing with the judge. 
Disco Moon exposes lots of secrets and stories that go all the way back to Babylon. And to be certain, if to be certain and their origin in the war in heaven between the fallen angels and the intergalactic federation led by Captain Ashtar. Place all these stories in the circle of support. The dark side is freaking out, afraid they will lose power. And indeed, they already have placed the violet fire, Satnam Namaste. And this is Tuesday still. Today is Guru Nanak's birthday. Welcome to our Sikh brothers from Afghanistan who reached Pakistan via Torkham border between northern Afghanistan and northern Pakistan. From there, they are traveling to Amritsar in Kashmir, the location of the Sikh Golden Temple. I've seen this Golden Temple. I've sat in there, meditated. The statues move. It is like a Golden Temple from Venus. If you ever get to go to this place on the planet, go there. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Where is this again, Rama? Amritsar, Kashmir. If you go and type in the Sikh Golden Temple in a search engine, you'll see it. And it, you know, the building looks like something out of a Star Wars movie. I'm not kidding. (laughs) And the statues move? The statues move. Slightly? I've seen seen them. I don't know if others have. Yeah. You mean they move slightly or they walk? I mean. I have seen them move slightly. I've seen three of the statues turn their heads and just look me in the eye when I was there. (laughs) Wow. Hello. I got to give an example. It's a different thing, but a a succulent plant in Texas, in Houston, Texas, uh, at the top of the stairs, about five feet tall, and it bowed to me. (laughs) When I got to the top of the stair, it turned and bowed to me. This is the same energy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Robert. The location of the Sikh Golden Temple. There they will stay for a week, reciting mantras and singing chants in his honor as the founder of Sikhism, Omadne Padmihum. This is the 10 gurus of Sikhism. Sikhism was established by 10 gurus, divine spiritual messengers or masters, over the period from 1469 to 1708, right in that time frame of the Renaissance, as things started to change, you know, in the West when St. Germain and others came forward. That is over a period of 239 years. I don't know if it's related, but it might be. These teachers were enlightened souls who may, whose main purpose in life was the spiritual and moral well-being of the masses. By setting an, exempt, by setting 
an exceptional example of how to live a holy and worthy life through practicing righteous principles of living their human lives they sought to awaken the higher consciousness in the human race. The gurus taught the people of India and beyond to live spiritually fulfilling lives with dignity, freedom, and honor. Each of the ten masters added to and reinforced the message taught by the previous, resulting eventually to the creation of the religion that is now called Sikhism. Guru Nanak Dev Jr. was the first guru, and Guru Gobind Singh, the G, the final guru in human form. When as the eternal guru henceforth, thus the guru granted Sahib in spirit is more than a holy book from the Sikhs. For the Sikhs, according to the guru Granth Sahib, the same respect and reverence as they did to the human form gurus. During the span of 239 years, the Sikh gurus laid down within the sacred scriptures the principles that outlined the way of living that was to be followed by all practicing disciples of their this religion. The history and literature present the followers of the faith and others with the raw material required to learn about the beliefs and practices propagated by the gurus. The gurus were clear also to outline rituals, practices, and beliefs that were not appropriate and were not to be followed by the faithful disciples. They promoted the habit of reciting the holy hymns called the Sub, sub does living in constant remembrance of the supreme creator living a simple life of truth decency and virtuous principles and you can find this at www.seekwiki.org and this is wednesday i received you read that already didn't you oh no wednesday right wednesday I received a text message from Chun Li at 11.30 a.m. this morning. Tell them who she is. Chun Li is a friend of Natasha's bodyguard who calls himself by code Jackie Chan. That's not his real name, but... Yeah. Both of them are martial arts masters who trained all their lives at a Shaolin temple for martial arts somewhere in China. Chun Li is 24 years old and was raised from a baby by the temple masters there. Chun Li said to me, Lord Rama, the starships are showing up all over, all around Mother Gaia. 
As we ask them to show up, they materialize. I see them every day. Huge events are going on in China. It is about more whistleblowers coming forward, sharing what they have seen, whether it is said or not in the United States. Refugees from all around the world are receiving assistance from our galactic brothers and sisters, landing their starships and bringing food, water, and healing. The media conglomerates on our planet is severely compromised and will never tell this story. They only focus on pain, suffering, and death. As they say, when it bleeds, it leads. As we approach this full moon, lunar eclipse in Taurus, this Friday, November 19th at 9.33 Eastern Time, let us stay in our high hearts and focus on Kuan Yin and Lord Buddha's energies, showering this planet with love. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Rama. Um, I'm for myself, uh, boy, you know. It's it was a long update, and I've had various <laughs> questions yeah. throughout. But didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. Um, when let's go back to the sun for a moment, because you two always talk about the sun as being a sentient being, and I'm hearing right now that this is a beautiful sentient being. So, are the solar flares intentional? Is this a sort of um, this sort of symbiotic connection to the fact that our galaxy and eventually the whole universe is ascending to a higher level. And so the solar flares are sort of uh, the sun's contribution to that. Yeah, I could say that affirmative because as we study the teachings or the scientific papers Nassim Harmin has written, when you go into the minutiae of what plasma is, it makes up all of life. This is the, the Akash, the Akash out there, the ether or aether as Tesla called it. And I know that he had a way with his giant Tesla coil and that place in New York, the Wardenclyffe Tower. When he activated Wardenclyffe Tower, he could call in the energies from Galactic Center. And there were lightning bolts and stuff that came out of that tower. He freaked the people of New York out. And... You know, it is about the primordial energies. And what I'm speaking about is the sun is a living conscious being like Helios and Vesta, the sun behind the sun. The only folks that kind of talk about this stuff are the Radiant Rose Academy and the I Am Sanctuary folks and... um 
there's a was another website out about ascension.org or something like that. Yet there's not too many actual folks that speak about our son, Helios and Vesta, all the way up to Great Central Sun. These are actual physical suns, like the one in our sky. And they're sentient, yes. Yeah, yet other suns or stars revolve around other solar systems, and they usually have 12 to 14 planets circling them. And all the planets are living entities and beings or two. There was um, such a, I mean, it hit me so deeply in the movie Avatar when Grace, the scientist, started studying the soil on Pandora. It's living energy that's just like the plasma from the sun. And in that story, Avatar, they were circling the binary star called Alpha Centauri. And there's another star, Beta Centauri. And there are 12 to 14 planets circling both these stars. And I could say maybe the guy, Mr. Cameron, that created that movie has some inkling about the beings there that relate and it's also part of the sun. And I could say, yes, the solar flares are sentient energies. I remember, oh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, I was sitting with Terrence McKenna and Ram Dass and others. He was talking about how the solar flares, when you tune into them, you could hear the solar flares and they'll talk to you. And it kind of sounds like staticky noise, but you can hear a resonance and a rhythm and a uh, a frequency that has like a whole uh, orchestration to it. And I think that's what Tesla heard when he would tune into the Akash. I think this is what Lord Cryon, Commander Cryon, speaks about when you, he says, talk to the Akash, and it'll talk back to you. I'm not sure if I answer your question. No, that is wonderful. Thank you, Rama. I just channeled something from St. Germain along those lines, um, and he was talking about the, the tonal frequencies reaching us from the sun now, not only light that is highly sentient, and that is shifting us not only energetically, but awakening all these old memories of who we really are. Um, Now, let's just go back to Tesla for a moment. (laughs) And if Randy wants to jump in here, because he's got wonderful scientific observations, please do, Randy. That is great. But um, it sounds like Tesla had like... um, he had a sense of himself as a galactic being, but he didn't forget it coming into a physical body. Um, or do you have any information about him? Was he a walk-in? Was he in touch with ETs? I mean, how did he know how to do all this? How to call in that power? Um, early in his life, he started studying with Swami Vivekananda and Kriya Yoga and Mm -hmm. Raja Yoga and the other 
practices, uh, the Vedas, and it's closely aligned with um, the universal principles of hyperdimensional physics or quantum physics. And this is not taught in, um, I don't know, academic circles. I don't know anything about that. I am, you know, dumb as a ball of hair speaking about it. But I could just say that I feel it. I see it. I sense it. And I just know that it is part of the force and all of us. And when you talk to it, it talks back to you. And I know that Tesla heard the same things. And he never actually copied down his blueprints. He always kept them in his head. And and it was because it was because of the dark side. Yeah, they just wanted to manipulate things. Yeah. And and that's why there was hardly anybody could work with Tesla because he didn't build anything physically in the lab. No. Until he ran it in his mind. And when it didn't break in his mind, he built it physically. But remember, he's working on who knows how many projects at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he, we have to thank Tesla. He had the first radio talk show. Yeah. <laughs> he did in the early 1900s. Exactly. And guess who, we, and guess who we, guess what he talked about? The Galactics. He's Galactics, everything, every day. He talked about everything. Everything. So you have to remember the mindset at that time. It was just who is this who is this cuckoo? And then when he did and then when he did the Wardenclyffe Tower, JP Morgan, (laughs) which we know is J uh, Chase Manhattan Bank today, they owned all the copper mines and they owned all the copper wire. And when he found out that you could transmit power and things without his wire, he cut off the funding yeah. <laughs> for the tower. And I'm thinking maybe Tesla didn't commit a lot to to written form because he had a lot of ideas ripped off by it was Edison, wasn't it? Yeah, ripped off his ideas. Said to him at one point, "Oh, if you invent this or this, hey, you'll get a huge, you know, bonus, or you'll, I'll cut you in for half, or something like that." And then he, after Tesla produced, the, I forget what it was that he did that was pretty remarkable. Maybe a, you know, like a car that didn't need gasoline or something. And then, and then he, Edison laughed and said, "Oh, I was only joking," and he, uh-huh. he would steal and take um, credit for Tesla's ideas. Then you ideas. remember at that time, and then te- I'm sorry. The biggest thing, you have to realize the kind of parties and things these people had that to get investors. It was a it was a show. Whoever could put on the most dramatic, awe shocking show, the ones that got the funding. Yeah. And that's where Tesla was better than Edison. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the whole thing people have to understand. Tesla wrote, designed the dynamos for the Niagara Falls Dam in one day and went to Westinghouse and said, here they are. They'll work right out of the gate and I'll only do it on one thing. Then if there's a meter system put on the system and then once the initial thing is paid for, the money is supposed to go back to the people. 
Well, we know what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> he also built an electric car for Westinghouse. He took, I can't remember, the, I think it was a, um, not a Pierce Arrow. I can't remember the name of it. It was the biggest, fanciest, luxurious car of the time. He just took the gas motor out, put his electrical motor in, put one battery in it, and an antenna, drew the energy from the ethers. He drove it from Colorado, let's just call Colorado Springs for an example, to New York, to the Westinghouse Labs. The car was never seen again. Yep. Yep. One battery. None of this stuff like, like, and I tell you, Tesla's probably rolling in his grave. He'd love to get his hands on Mr. You-Know-Who. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla's in the inner earth, and so is Marconi. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's still in the inner earth with Marconi. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Now, when you read the book, The Invisible Rainbow, and that guy's never... Since that book's come out, he's he's in hiding. No one can get it. No one can find him. Where he talks about the people that said, I think I think it was Marconi, or whatever, that set up the radio towers. How he had sixty three heart attacks, <gasps> and eventually that's what took him out with the energy of these things. Oh, that book is quite the read. And the thing is, he's a medical doctor. He's got all the references, all done, all in the back of the book. I remember I even asked Rama to try to call him. He never answered the phone. He never asked emails. And other people have tried to do the same thing. He's like he's he's in the woodshed and locked the door or whatever. Who knows? Probably scared for his life. When you bring these things out and you expose them, you know, we just have to take a look at what's happening to to all the athletes. Why are all the major athletes just dropping dead on the on the field? Why are doctors dropping dead? Nurses dropping dead? Mm. Yeah. I passed the talking stick. Yeah. I was going to say, Tesla went to digging ditches rather than to give in to Edison. He he dug ditches for three or four years just to survive. Good for him. Yeah. No. Well, um, when he left and it was uh, presumed he was dead, the what was it the fbi who came in and just cleaned out his room he lived in a simple room in new york city from what i understand well he didn't live in any grand style and they cleaned it out they took every scrap of paper they could find he lived in the top story of the waldorf astoria right and and the thing is that he made a clone of himself and they suffocated the clone and tesla went to the inner earth he never got killed but that's what he happened. created his own clone. Yes, ma'am. Good gravy. See, that's yeah. what I mean about him being in touch with galactic technology, because yeah. you don't just walk around. You don't just read a few books and figure out how to do that. No. I read this story <laughs> about Mark Twain and Mark Twain used to go and visit Tesla in his lab and Mark Twain had irritable bowel syndrome and oh yeah (laughs) and mark twain would go and sit on some kind of energy coil and he would sit there for like for 30 minutes like a tesla coil like a tesla coil (laughs) and it would relieve him of his irritable bowel syndrome and eventually it it cured him wow Yeah. yeah yeah 
Interesting. Yeah. See, and test. <laughs> They took Tesla out, I think it was January 6th, 1943. And they thought they were rid of that stuff. You know, we don't want people to know about that stuff. And right on the same year, August uh, something, uh, what was the uh, Philadelphia experiment got them in the face. Yeah. And this wow. uh, Al, Al, what's his name? Yeah, Al Bielek. Al Bielek. He time traveled from 1943 to 1983 and he was sitting in front of uh the Neumann who was back there in 43 and then in the future in 1983 the Neumann was uh you might say the right hand designer of the uh uh the experiment the Philadelphia experiment but he was working in Montauk at the time and so the Neumann got a visit from Al Bielek and Al Bielek said, hey, you know, we're on fire back there. You know, they're all trying to jump the ship. Uh, uh, what, what do you, you know, uh, help? <laughs> and and uh, the Neumann said, I'll just, I'll send you back through that time, um, portal. Ton- pine time portal or tunnel. Uh, and then what you do is you go turn off that Tesla coil technology on the ship. He said, yes, sir, Commander, sir, thank you very much. And the whole thing stopped. But the thing is that they oh. thought they could get rid of Tesla. And here comes the Philadelphia experiment with Tesla's technology in play. Oh. And I- the thing is, <laughs> Tesla's, Tesla walked away because he knew he couldn't, the computers weren't advanced enough to keep the oscillations proper to separate the people from the ship. That's right. Oh, interesting. And then you yeah, have to understand the that people... the man that wrote the computer program, I don't remember his name, is Peter something. Uh, he's the guy that wrote the men's test that everyone uses. And he... What's the men's test? The man the bow was probably using Rife technology. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like Rife, Rife is in there too that time. And then, yeah. and then, yes, I can't. I think it was. I can't remember. Remember, his first name was Peter. He said, "Look, I wrote the test. I'm smarter than any one of these guys." And he said, "That's why I live alone." He he he's just just incredible person because he knew about all the energies. He's the one that wrote the systems to try to get it to even work. He said, "But it's still not right." That's why I walked away too. And you have to also realize that that, that they promised Al Billick millions and millions and millions of dollars if him and his brother would help. At that time, they had gotten nothing. Yeah. 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 And he became quite a bittered man, too. But uh, we got to lift our heads up here. the other thing is that every 40 years, that energy, that portal energy from the Montauk experiment and from the Philadelphia experiment, it opens again. So it opened in 1983. So 93, 2003, it opens. 2023, it's open again. That's next year. Oh, my God. No. Year after next. Huh? Year after next. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. You're, you're, I was, well, you know how fast things go. 
<laughs> it's almost 2023 2020, is almost next year um wow so what's that gonna mean what's that gonna mean if you're in philadelphia your report you could you could disappear what <laughs> you could time travel through portals yep 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 Ooh. wow and matter of fact uh in in iraq that's what they were doing with that stargate stuff yeah. That Stargate's movie. What was that name? Stargate? Stargate SG-1. It's all about that same energy. Yeah. Zero point modules, which are quartz, quartz crystal clusters that power the ziggurats in Baghdad. And um, like in uh, the... Uh, TV show Stargate SG-1, our black ABC agencies were playing this. And if you go look in on the search engines, you'll find it. They are deeply involved in it. It's all real. They, they, are, they are absolutely time traveling, past and backward and forward in time. And yeah. they're doing all kinds of stuff, but they're using their own scientists and letting them get dead. You know, if they didn't do it exactly right, but they're playing with it, and they've been doing it for decades now. I'm wondering um, if we have uh, any callers that would like to talk to us instead of just oh. us. Well, that would be great, favorite. absolutely great. If um, if anyone does want to call in, and I can uh, I can read the numbers again. We're more than happy to take comments or questions from our listeners and that number would be 888-429-5471 or you can call 323-744-4841 and those numbers are on the website as well it's the station two numbers um yeah thank you I'm sorry, what is that? I think we have some burning questions out there tonight. <laughs> what we're talking about. That would that would be great. I uh, we're happy to them. yeah, take take uh comments and additions to the discussion because we're all we all can just carry on chattering in pretty much indefinitely <laughs> until there really is full disclosure. Um I don't know if you want to talk about um, Dr. Stephen Greer's paper, which mm. you link to uh, in the latest update. Pretty much it is the latest update is, um, let me see here, going to the webpage right now. And it's a serious disclosure, S-I-R-I-U-S, serious is in the, the star, serious disclosure. Dot com, and it's the CSETI papers, and it's called Implications for the Environment and World Peace. And um, it's quite an amazing paper. And it, it talks about, really, um, the elimination of oil, coal, and gas, he says, as sources of energy generation, thus the elimination of air and water pollution mm-hmm. related to the transport and use of these fuels. Can you imagine how that would assist the earth? Uh, it would it would stop no more oil spills. 
it would stop the contribution of these quote-unquote energy sources uh, to global warming, um, the illnesses from air pollution, the acid rain, etc. All of that, he's saying, can be ended, uh, can and must be ended within these next 10 to 20 years. I would say that's generous, 20 years. If we have 20 years to clean this up, that would surprise me. I don't mean to depress everyone, but I think it's pretty obvious by now what's happening. And Caroline, and, yes, if I might add, yes, sure. Um, as we get Nasara enacted, and we get Nasara enacted after we hold these characters accountable, that's the order. <laughs> yeah. And 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 there are sixty thousand technologies that they've been sitting on, and the first six thousand mm-hmm. will be released. And Sekhmet said that. Within a month, the whole thing will be clean in a month with those new technologies. Oh, I agree. I look forward to that. Um, But I feel like what Dr. Greer is pointing out is a necessary shift in our consciousness. We have to call in, I feel, right now for our own sakes, you know, require that we all wake up and for the sake of our own consciousness say, look, no more of this. And declare free energy, not only as a possibility, but a reality that has been suppressed and shoved to the side and hidden for this for more than a century. Uh, Tesla introduced this to the world, I think it was in 1898. And this is beyond criminal that we have harmed our mother, our grandmother Earth, this way for so long. And thank God, you know, so many young people all over the world, they have they have been demonstrating and risking their lives because policing in so many countries, including the U.S., has become really highly militarized, risking life and limb to get out there and demonstrate in their physical body, not only to sign online uh, petitions, which is fine, um, or send emails, which is fine, but to get out there and speak as one voice. And it's the most beautiful metaphor. And I feel it does shift a lot for people to see that. And for governments to see hundreds of thousands of people going through the streets saying we won't be um, mandated to on the biomedical front, we won't put up with your ridiculous, unnecessary fossil fuels anymore. We don't. We won't put up with you know all the the encroachment on uh, human rights, such as voting rights, which have all been been destroyed. If the right wing are fixing it, so that. Um, Amy Goodman was pointing out uh, recently on a recent Democracy Now! broadcast that the the, uh, gerrymandering and the suppression of voter rights all across the country are being fixed so that is to guarantee a Republican win to to take over the House again next year. And um, there's so much happening as well as women's reproductive rights. So much happening at once. And thankfully, I feel people are waking up increasingly and speaking up increasingly. So um, I, I, it is wonderful that a lot will be fixed with Nasara. But, you know, I feel like we welcome in Nasara more fully when we speak up and say, look, you're bringing these changes on now, whether you feel like it or not. <laughs> and we're reclaiming our power. Um, and then Nassar maybe can come through all the more quickly because we've shifted the energy on this planet. And so that's just sort of how I see it. But, um, 
you know, he talks about the desertification um, of parts of the world that can be reversed. And um, all travel, trucking, inner city transportation system systems replaced with new energy and propulsion technologies, anti-gravity systems that allow for silent above surface movement. Other planets have this. They have it in inner Earth. No excuse whatsoever that we don't have this. And oh, I so keep envisioning Car- Car- it. Caroline, there's, uh, if I don't, if I don't, please excuse me. Don't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine. Uh, the, 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 the thought forms are coming so fast. But uh, we have a picture that Deanna got us from an art dealer. And it's sitting in uh, the four corners right now in a print shop where it can be kept in the proper place. But it's a painting of Pope Pius XII from World War II that was taken out of the church before they burnt the church to the ground. And behind it, uh, uh, and uh, it's already been verified, there is a total map of the Agartha network and all of the technology that they have. It's absolutely amazing. This is from World War II. Good gravy. Yes, I'm just saying I got goosebumps. And it brings up another thing. It's hard to talk about, but we got to talk about it. You know, uh, a sister was asking the question about, you know, this obscene right and Mm -hmm. where are they all coming from and and what they're doing. And it has got to be nailed on the Vatican. Yeah. It has to be nailed on the Vatican because all of the other political structures on the planet have to answer to the Vatican. And people don't think that the Vatican's important anymore. It's kind of fading in the background. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. We've got to get the whole root out of this because Rama was told by the King of Source, those 500,000 people, they all, they're all some form of blue blood and they've all done the obscene right more than once. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That means millions of babies and children are being uh, used for that purpose every year. You know, I I sent out an email to all the co-hosts this past week about a Saturday Night Live sketch that was on a few weeks ago. And occasionally they will have a sketch or they will say something in their weekend update segment that astounds me. And I don't really watch that show anymore. I haven't watched it in a long time, but every now and then I'll watch something from it. And this sketch was a satire of the scene from Annie, the musical Annie, where she comes into Daddy Warbox's um, home and they're singing, you know, you're going to like it here, that sort of a thing. And there's this shady sort of character played by Jason Sudeikis, who was hosting. And they want to know who this fellow Rick is. Who are you exactly? What kind of work do you do? And he starts talking about how he brings in dead bodies for Daddy Warbucks and his friends to feast on. I kid you not. And at the end, they make it kind of funny. And yet I'm thinking, are they trying to get us to accept cannibalism as being okay? Are they trying to normalize it? 
or is this a form of soft disclosure? And at the end, they show him, Warbox comes in and he's got, you know, the ball head, the, the tuxedo. And then he's, and he says, you know, oh, let the feast begin. And the, he walks down this, these st- steps in this grand house and then a line of tuxedoed men follow him. And they've got <clears throat> face masks on, which from what I understand, when they ha- do these rituals, they do wear masks. And but exposing the mouth, and uh, I'm I'm just looking at this and thinking, what? And he at one point he says something about, oh, but it's not a kid. Don't worry, he doesn't eat kids or something like that. And I'm just thinking, what? What is going on? And I don't know if Rama has any take on that. Um, I'm getting that it's a form of soft disclosure because I don't recall seeing anything like that on television. I don't really watch television anymore, but it just amazed me. And, um, and then they, yes, go ahead, Rama. What I could say is, yeah, it's a form of self-disclosure because, oh, I mean, I've seen some of the weird stuff that they do with these rituals and, you know, super rich celebrities go and, Bohemian Grove is a good example. Yeah. yeah. And these other, you know, like the Beverly Hills Hotel or other, you know, like castles around the planet that they go and they feast. And they actually have live models that lay down horizontally in these specially designed tables. And they put the food on the models on their bodies on their bodies that is supposed to represent like blood and, and i saw uh, some organs. film footage of that rama and they had a baby that had already baked and on the belly button of the lady yeah i mean it's like wow weird yep. shock uh, do you remember the uh the movie rocky horror picture show carol oh yeah yes yeah kind of like that kind of stuff yes okay. and it's just it's not coming from a place of the office of the Christ. That's what I can say. And but it is soft disclosure. It is soft for those disclosure. Because yes. like many of the children that grew up in Hollywood got to see this stuff, got, got to experience it with their parents. And now they're starting to come forward, whether people believe it or not, they're risking their lives and saying, yeah. I got messed up and I did things that maybe I shouldn't have and I was mind control. Yeah. 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 Lord Christy. Hello, Vinaya. Hi. How are you? Oh my gosh. The partial eclipse energy is kicking my butt. Hi. Oh my God. I'm just barely hanging in there. Uh, Banayak, do you know no. that you're on the air, Banayak? Energy is just so... Oh, here. That's all right, hon. Go ahead. All right. Um, so, um, wow. I'm just wondering, Rama, aren't, are you even, are you slightly connected to the 13 families in your birth, your birth um, lineage? I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, because you're a Romanoff, aren't you? Yes, and I'm also connected with Count Rokosi, who is St. Germain and Dracula, and it is about 
when souls come in in lifetimes, it's about a mission to bring light to uh, eras on the planet that have kind of gone awry, so to speak. And what I could say about that is that um, I know that these 13 families, um, somewhere along the line, it has to do with the genetic engineering of the Anunnaki that changed things to not towards the office of the Christ, but towards power, power without love. And that is anti-life in a sense. It doesn't cohesively work with a universe that's based in love. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why they're getting exposed because you can't continue to do ritual after ritual and spill blood upon oceans of blood, oceans and oceans. In the meantime, again, Elon Musk, it was announced last week, is a trillionaire. Yeah. And what, what? is and and this these kind of people have done this obscene right many something more times which than is once. maybe serendipity or the universe in of itself has kind of put a monkey wrench in Elon Musk's little business called Starlink. In yeah. recent days, a Russian um, space uh, Russian satellite was exploded by a missile that they were testing the debris field of the result from the explosion has caused problems you know circling our planet and the international space station has kind of had to maneuver itself out of the way if you were to see how much junk is circling this planet i mean it is amazing. Yeah. If someone were a salvager or a way to get up there and collect this stuff, I don't know how rich they could be, but that's not what it's about. No, it, we're going to clean that up too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that that recent explosion that happened, um, Elon Musk's uh, corporation, Starlink, have been putting up satellites for broadband all over the planet. Now they are being told that they can't launch any more satellites because the satellites may come in contact with the debris field from the exploded satellite Russia just blew up. So it kind of puts a crimp in Elon Musk's little Starlink program Yet, uh, the Starlink satellites are tied in with the 5G all over the planet and this Borg nanotechnology called the um, COVID-19. Rama? Yeah. Next time you talk to Ashtar, tell them to call in the Ferengi. They're experts at salvage. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Anything for gold-plated Latin, though, Randy. Please. 
<laughs> yeah, those ears of theirs. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, no I, question. There's I, a ton of space that, junk. That brings up a question that was on one of the uh, Star Star um, Star Trek shows with the with uh, what's that Frank's Frank's name again? Quark. Quark. Yeah. <laughs> And he wanted to do something, and it was going to cost 17,000 lives. I can't remember what it was. Uh, he was getting involved with arms dealing. And at the time, the arms dealer was getting him involved in a deal, and he would be responsible for killing all these millions of people. 17,000. Uh, yeah. And he washed That's- his hands of it and said, I can't go there. Yeah, that as much as I like gold plate and lead, um, no, yeah. You. How much money do you need to kill how many people? And yeah, wow. Well, you know, we've seen that on the earth. We've yes. seen people profiting from mass murder in the shape of war. It's rationalized as how national defense, and if they don't have a good reason to go to war, they create one. Uh, yeah. Caroline, how yes. much money has Pfizer and Moderna made to date and a few others? Oh, my golly. I don't know, but it was billions in the first quarter of this year alone, and just from that vaccine. And it's approaching 5 billion people that they have killed in the last two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh. This is the end. Please. Thank you. Ashtar. <laughs> yes. We're flagging down these ships. <laughs> oh, oh, they're my setting goodness. it up. You know, they're discussing the fact that uh, China is ahead of the uh, empire now in every way, economically, everything. They, they've moved in front of the empire. I, I you have to listen to a few places. They don't say it on mainstream media, but I'm just saying that's happened. So, um, wow. And I was seeing, I mean, I see what time it is, uh, but I I had thought that I would like to play AOC's little, you know, and her, her uh, other congresswoman had a little talk. I think it's a total of about nine minutes, but it's so powerful about the crux of the matter, about uh, what we will accept. Are we going to accept a cartoon where yeah. one member of Congress can murder another one. Yeah, that would be good. Do you have it set up to play now? All Tom? set up. I'm ready if you are. Yes, sure. If <laughs> every, everyone else is okay with that, uh, that would be good because that was an astounding development. And that man needs to be held responsible. So, yeah, go ahead. When you're, yeah, when mean, you're ready. As you can see, they would love to do more of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Let's get this show up. Oh. What? What happened, Ron? Oh. Rama? Oh. I was just sharing the screen. You can see the whole poem and our interview with him at democracynow.org. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. The House voted to censure Republican Congressmember Paul Gosar for posting an animated video on social media where he murders Congressmember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and attacks President Biden. Just two Republicans voted in favor of the censure 
out of Kinziger, who says it's not going to run again. We're hearing the TV. Gosar is the first one. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to be hearing. Can you yeah. hear? It's all right. This is a run-up to the uh, to yeah, what they're the talking about. Just, yeah. So don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. Baker to be censured in more than a decade. He was also stripped of his committee assignments. Gosar has refused to apologize and retweeted the violent video after the censure vote. On Wednesday, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy refused to condemn Gosar and called the censure vote an abuse of power. Shortly after the House Minority Leader spoke, Congressmember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez addressed the House. I've been serving in this body just under three years. Not three years, enormous amounts has happened. But in response to the Republican leader's remarks when he says that this action is unprecedented. What I believe is unprecedented is for a member of House leadership of either party to be unable to condemn incitement of violence against a member of this body. It is sad. It is a sad day in which a member who leads a political party in the United States of America cannot bring themselves to say that issuing a depiction of murdering a member of Congress is wrong and instead decides to venture off into a tangent about gas prices and inflation. What is so hard? What is so hard? Saying that this is wrong. This is not about me. This is not about Representative Gosar. But this is about what we are willing to accept. Not just the Republican leader, but I've seen other members of this party advance the argument, including Representative Gosar himself, the illusion that this was just a joke. And what we do does not matter so long as we claim a lack of meaning. Nihilism runs deep and it conveys, uh, it conveys and betrays a certain contempt for the meaning and importance of our work here. What we do so long as we claim that it is a joke doesn't matter. That what we say here doesn't matter. That our actions every day as elected leaders in the United States of America doesn't matter. That this chamber and what happens in it doesn't matter. And I am here to rise to say that it does. Our work here matters. Our example matters. It's meaning in our service. And as leaders in this country, when we incite violence with depictions against our colleagues, that trickles down into violence in this country. And that is where we must draw the line, independent of party, identity, or belief. 
It is but a core recognition of human dignity and value and worth. So when we talk about, as mentioned in the resolution, depictions are part of a larger trend of misogyny and racial misogyny, racist misogyny. This has results in, in dampening the participation. And so this vote is not as complex as perhaps the Republican leader would like to make folks uh, believe. It's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. Find, does anyone in this chamber find this behavior acceptable? Allow depictions of violence against women, against colleagues. Would you, would you allow that in your home? Do you think this should happen on a school board? In a city council? In a church? And if it's not acceptable there, why should it be accepted here? That was Congressmember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez prior to the vote to censure Republican lawmaker Paul Gosar for posting an animated video on social media where he murders her and attacks President Biden. California Congressmember Jackie Speer also spoke Wednesday, co-sponsor of the censure vote. She herself survived the Jonestown massacre in 1978. She was shot five times. She was then an aide to Congressmember Leah Ryan, who was assassinated during the massacre. I take no pleasure in introducing this resolution. No one asked me to introduce it. No one tapped me on the shoulder. I am a victim of violence. I know what it's like. I also was in the gallery clamoring for life when the shots rang out in the speaker's lobby. We're here today because a sitting member thought it was okay, okay to post a deranged animated video of himself killing a fellow member of this house and also attacking the president of the United States. That video has been seen by three million people. It was up for over two days before it was taken down. Inciting violence begets Violence. Congressman Ocasio-Cortez has become the go-to subject of the radical right to stir up their base. As too often is the case for women of color. It's disgusting and profoundly unacceptable. Tragically, the minority leader has not condemned the video. For eight days, he said nothing. Silence speaks volumes. Silence normalizes violence. Violence against women in politics is a global phenomenon. A 2016 survey by the Interparliamentary Union found that 82% of women parliamentarians have experienced psychological violence, and 44% have received threats of death, rape, beatings, or abduction. The intent of these online threats against women is clear. Silence them, strip them of their power, and discourage them from running for office. 
California Congress member Jackie Spear speaking before the 223 to 207 vote to censure Republican Congress member Paul Gosar for posting an animated video on social media where he murders Congress member Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and attacks President Biden. That's good. I thought that was just what we needed to hear. Caroline, back to you. Wow. So powerful. Yeah. So, so powerful. This is what this is uh, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm thrilled that Congress member Ocasio-Cortez said very clearly, this isn't about me. This isn't about Representative Gosar. It's bigger than that. And she's right. It, it's beautiful. She wasn't responding from the place of being personally affronted and enraged, she was responding from what kind of an organized governmental body is this if we tolerate this? Yeah. Nobody should have to take this, this kind of blatant, inhumane disregard for, for, the, you know, for human life. Nobody should have to take that. Absolutely wonderful. I, don't, I feel as if there, you know, I have Republican voting friends and family members who I love no end. But I feel as if the party has slightly lost its mind. And I don't mean people who vote Republican. I mean the people who are in it, who are the elected representatives and the people behind it. They really lost it. They've lost the center if they ever had it. Um, That's right. That's right. This man, you know, his sister was on Democracy Now! I think it was last night and pretty much saying he was sociopathic. She doesn't speak with him anymore. No, and, and there's three brothers, too, and none of them yeah. talk to him anymore, either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a big family. that She has, you know, there's 10 of them, 10 siblings all together. And I didn't know about the three brothers, but I can believe it, um, who don't speak to him. Um, that is just, um, that's tragic. And then he's been on the airwaves, you know, <clears throat> see me acting like it's, it's, it's just, he's ex- exercising uh, freedom of speech, or it was just a metaphor, or whatever. And uh, can you imagine if, if you, any of us did anything like that against our neighbor or colleague, how fast we would be uh, rounded up, probably by the cops, and sued, at least in civil court, if not criminal. And, uh, because and, it implies and if, if that violence. color of that skin would be anything except white, oh, what then? Um, you mean for the accused? Oh, if the accused were non-white, uh, forget it, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if they were uh, black or, or uh, Latinx or Native, they'd be picked and, up. And, 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 and AOC, AOC is Latinx. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, they have so much trouble. I'm, I'm listening to her speak and I'm thinking, you know, this dear woman, she, she doesn't come from money. She doesn't come from people, as they say, you know, the right names. She doesn't come from the Harvard Yale mafia crowd. No. Um, she, she was waiting tables. She was an activist and she did go to college, but um, she's this uh, rule breaking, um, beautiful sort of icon of, of freedom of speech and a democracy just in and of herself. Yeah. And similar to Bernie Sanders, so a little different. Um, they don't like that she's a young uh, Latina and, and really beautiful and really brilliant. But that just inconveniences the daylights out of them. <laughs> and she's totally unafraid. 
she will speak up. And so people might say, well, Bernie Sanders, he's an older man, he probably feels he doesn't have much to fear at this point. But this young woman could lose everything. And she still stands up to them. She's just a, a, too amazing. I love her to bits. <laughs> and Caroline, <laughs> if I may say so. Yes. Um, yeah. Mr. X told Rama a little bit further back that Miss AOC could very well be the next Speaker of the House. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's- well, I would, I would love with that. That would be amazing. That would be, boy. That that would be mean a big turnaround, you know, in the whole direction, the whole energy and intent yeah. of that body. That would that would mean a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we shall see what we shall see. I just know that something big is happening now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like um, as rough as some of these uh, waters are that are hitting us, um, that. As I was saying earlier, they spur us on to stand up, to really stand up for ourselves. Diana Robbins put out a channeling from Nikos from uh, at the library yeah. Porth- Porthologos, where he very recently, just within the last day or two, where he was saying this, that people are just going to stand up and say no more because of what's happening, because they're cracking down and getting so weird, <laughs> the old power crowd. And more and more people are going to stand up and say, forget it. And we're, we're reclaiming our our power and our voice in these moments. So um, it's backfiring on them. I feel all these strange things they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Out of total desperation. Yes. And there's everything is converging at once. The uh, financial state of affairs is declining rapidly here in the empire. Um, And it's directly related to the banks uh, throwing uh, trillions ultimately of uh, uh, what do you call that uh, 90 billion dollars a month quantitative easing mm-hmm. putting all of this excess cash into the system that is caused the inflation and it making the the banksters etc richer and the people poorer uh, it's across the board now. I mean, the uh, the inflation is skyrocketing, and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you can't. Um, well, it's just that that to have something happen on a simple basic needs, ba- uh, you know, food and gas, it's exorbitant. And uh, yeah, gasoline. If you're lucky, you can get it for four fifty nine a gallon where I live in California on the Central Coast. Yeah, that's the cheapest I can find. Four fifty nine a gallon in LA. It's five dollars and nine cents a gallon for regular. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not. I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It's five dollars and twenty nine cents a gallon if you want premium in LA. Yeah, what is it where you guys are in Santa Fe? In and around Santa Fe, three thirty nine, three twenty three. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. That would be great. I'd be, yeah, I live my life, don't I? <laughs> well, uh, well, I was just thinking of, you know, Don said when they were living up there that I can't afford the outhouse, you know, in terms of the cost of everything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, people are leaving in droves. 
you're leaving the state in droves. But I mean, you can't like necessarily leave your whole country, you know, <laughs> for a cheaper country. So no. we, we have to, um, again, make ourselves be heard and, uh, and not support, um, <clears throat> excuse me, not overconsume and not support the places that are price gouging when, whenever possible. Don't, don't buy anything you don't really desire fully or basically need. And this is something we need to, to do because the old crowd have learned that if they advertise something in a particular way, people will buy it. They'll put it on the old credit card, whether they have the dough for it or not. And we have to stop that. We have to stop the overspending and this bizarre habit in the U S of splashing out at Christmas time, buying everybody, everything. Look in these days, Maybe they just need you to pay their electric bill for them this month. Or, you know, you might want to put money aside for the child's education or some lovely experience that they'll really value. And not all this dang stuff. We don't we don't need more or go to the thrift shop, get a shop, get something used, upcycle, recycle, uh, save the earth. (laughs) Gas is six dollars a gallon here. Yes, well, the Canadian dollar runs a little higher, though, Randy, but that's still bad. Yeah. And I think for Christmas, we should just give people more love and hugs and a little food. Yes. A lot of of families are going to be short on food this year. Yes, share your food 100%. Excellent idea. I was going to say I learned this in the last couple of weeks that in terms of the greenhouse gas effect, one quarter of all greenhouse gas effects in the whole world is from meat production. Yeah, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. It's not even the, the, again, uh, science is important. The human body is by scientific definition an herbivore. There is no enzymes in the pancreas is where every animal body detects what is food for that body there are none for any dairy products or anything of an animal nature and that is aligned too with what we just heard about what are we willing to accept in terms of principle Mm -hmm. and the amount of suffering and death of the animal the 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 normal practices is obscene yeah yeah yeah, the, the babies are taken from the cows immediately that they're they're born. And this is so hard for the mothers, the cows to accept. It's just horrible. Um, yeah, and, uh, and dairy and uh, the, the slaughtering methods are wretched. It's, it's, it's illegal to uh, film inside a slaughterhouse, you know, and obviously if they're, that's because they're hiding a lot. So, um, yeah, it's wrong. And, you know, you were talking about the human body not being set up for consuming meat our incisors our teeth are not meat eating uh, instruments no. otherwise we'd look like you know a tiger we'd have these intense incisors and everything um, yes. yeah yeah yes yeah. and the thing is is that um um that they're talking about the targeting of families of color in the neighborhoods that they they live in a complete food desert where all they have available is, you know, uh, meat and sugar. And that's Mm -hmm. about it. Yes. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. the worst product of that sort. Yes, exactly. And it's not the kind of cows that are grass fed, believe me. Mm-mm. And that's got to do with the GMOs that they have in that, uh, what do you call that stuff? Roundup. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're, we're creating food deserts everywhere. So it's, it's like we're on a red alert thing that I think we made a quantum leap with uh, AOC and her co-colleague there that spoke. Mm-hmm. Jackie Spear. Jackie Spear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing up, bringing up the Jim Jones little scene. Yeah. Very powerful. You yeah. know, Tara, you spoke one time about um how i forget who you're referring to i think you're referring to bernie sanders and maybe um speaker pelosi but um you you pointed out that even when people aren't able to directly say what they know about how our government works the shadow players that, that they speak to us with their vibration and i thought that was really lovely i hadn't even thought of that fully before you oh. said it and i i think we could apply it this time as well that um representative uh, ocasio cortez spoke to, and 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 representative uh, spears spoke to us with their vibration very yeah. very powerfully and bernie was yeah. on chris hayes tonight i said oh i haven't seen him for a while he was on there and his energy just like oh wow what a good shot it's just yeah. He, he he was making it he was he was showing you know oh we can't do green it's too expensive yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. what <laughs> i say when, when people say that i think i say have you got another planet to move to after we trash <laughs> this one not only that they increased the military buses to 778 billion dollars a year yeah yeah and, and uh drum <laughs> He increased it to seven hundred forty-three billion. Yeah. What? Oh, we can afford that. Yeah, that's different. That's the country's defense. I mean, are we going to wake up today or yesterday or when? Hmm. I mean, just the gentle spirit of of. I mean, she was strong, but yeah. just gentle and and you know divine in her delivery and yes and yes yeah yeah Yeah. beautiful the goddess speaks (laughs) so um yeah so i think probably we should wrap up for the evening um if that's all right with everyone unless anyone has any other uh, point they'd like to make or the collective or micah are you still there (laughs) (laughs) or uh, i don't know if micah's still there or any Uh, yeah penny um I don't. I can't unmute people. Um, so Penny or Mike, if you'd like to speak up, or Randy, that is fine. Otherwise, we will close out for the evening and thank all our viewers, our wonderful viewers, um, and thank Dr. Benayak and Randy Miller um, and uh, our friends Micah and Penny, and of course our Faction Three White Knights, Ram and Tara, <clears throat> and uh, we hope that you'll join us again. Uh, next Thursday evening, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and we're always honored to assist. So we'll, I guess, unless anyone else has uh, anything else they'd like to add, we'll call in that lovely outro music that Penny has chosen. So, Don, if you could play uh, our outro 
and many blessings to everyone. Thank you again. Thank you.